welcome, friends. Welcome, Jack of All Graves listeners. The thrice blessed, those of you who have come our way and decided to do the right thing, drawn to us almost by some unearthly force, some unearthly subconscious compulsion. You don't know why you have to listen to us, but you just know you fucking have to. You know what I'm saying? You don't know what you get from it. Maybe it's to the detriment of your life, but you'd listen nonetheless. You'd make that fucking choice to hit play on us every week. And for that, we are eternally grateful. Now, it's been a turbulent month of episodes. Don't say we didn't fucking warn you because we did. Uh, Corey is, has been travelling the length and breadth of the United Kingdom. Uh, I, uh, as always, have been her ride or die, her loyal passenger, her guide. Uh, and, you know, often the fool, the motley fool that, that you know, I, uh, that plays to Corey's straight man. But this week, this week, it's a big week in the horror realm, okay? It's a big week in the horror world and... As you're listening to this podcast, I am certain that you know why. Because this week sees the release of the newest chapter in what I think is fair to say is horrors. It's one of horror's biggest properties. It's one of horror's biggest brands. I think I'm right in saying that it's one of horror's most prestigious brands. There's a definite feeling that you only get when you read those words, evil, dead. And this week is the release of the newest, it's, it's the first Evil Dead in almost exactly 10 years since two, uh, Fede Alvarez's 2013 Evil Dead uh, requel, as I believe the cool kids are calling it. So, being a ravenous fucking deadite, this week we're going to go in deep, we're going to take a deep dive into all things Evil Dead. Evil Dead past, present and future. And... We have a guest. We have a guest. A guest who I have been fucking dying to get on this podcast ever since episode one. Uh, a guest with whom I have a long and storied history. A guest with whom we got previous. I would like to introduce you, please, to one Dr. Robert Dean. Hello. Uh, Bobby, do please say hello. Hello, hello. A storied history. Wonderful. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, think, I think that's fair to say. Whether you know it or not, Dino, you're one of those... You're one of those people who I. You're one of those people who who, who gets anecdotes told about. Oh, you have to tell me some of those then. That, that, yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? You're 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 one of those people who kind of tales have taken on apocryphal lives of their own, and you're somebody you've become. You in my life, you become one of those. Oh fucking hell! I knew a guy once who. You know what I mean? You're, you're do you. one of those. As do you. There we go. Yeah. Delighted to hear it. Do me a favor, uh, Rob. Just uh, introduce yourself. Talk a little bit about what you do because this is one of those episodes where. Uh, I am, once again, the least educated person on the cast. I'm the only one on this conversation right now without a PhD. So do me a favour, just spend a little bit of time introducing yourself, talk about what you do, and talk about, I don't know, your credentials. What what, are my what Evil Dead means to you and why I've invited you. Yes, go for it. Really, my only credentials are that I just love the Evil Dead films and have been deeply, mm -hmm. you know, it goes all the way back to, first of all, getting one of those pirated VHS tapes mm. hearing that this this film was banned and being really really yeah. nervous what was i going to see you know it was one of those experiences for me and then just taking it through my life with me but i did yeah. stumble into an academic career where i got to write about chris morris and blue jam and uh, batman computer games and the walking dead yeah. series yeah. Uh, and got to direct a stage version that, of, of an Evil Dead, Evil Dead theatre show that brought together the first Evil Dead and the second Evil Dead into a 
monstrous mashup with puppets and blood and eyeballs and the, the whole the whole shebang which i remember you you yeah. you came to see didn't you I did. Yeah. I did. I came along uh, to, to, you know, to, to check that out as I as I had to. And we will get mm-hmm. to that. We will mm-hmm. absolutely get to all that. I mean, um, our history of enjoying Evil Dead together goes back many, many, many years. Right. <laughs> when I talk about Evil Dead and I, I said this to you yesterday when you and I saw Evil Dead rise with Corrigan mm-hmm. in Lincoln. Um, I said to you at the time, Evil Dead is a franchise where even though each episode, each installment is tonally quite different. Uh, they all still share this very, almost uh, very difficult to pin down vibe. Yeah. So the slapstick of Army of Darkness and the absolute fucking relentless gore of the the, the 2013 version somehow sit together like bed beautiful bedfellows. I talk a lot about the Evil Dead vibe. What is that? What is it? Do try, let's try and sum that up. When 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 you see those words Evil Dead, what is the vibe? I think not knowing what's going to happen next, always always being uh-huh. surprised, and it always taking mm-hmm. a step further than you think that it is going to. I think that's what mm-hmm. I, that, I, I don't know. Are we allowed to do spoilers here? I mean, is that what we have to that's absolutely really resist, a, don't we, I guess? That's a really great shout. I think we're going to have to, just by nature of this discussion, we're going to have to do spoilers. Uh, but one thing Corey will do is she'll kind of... Um, uh, note the time code of where the spoilers uh, kick okay. in so our listeners know where they can fast forward to. Unpredictability. Unpredictability. Uh, a moment that will make you go, oh, God. You know, a proper a mm. proper moment that will put, I think my, a phrase my mum used to use was, put your teeth on edge, I think captures, yes. captures it. Just yes. make you, even when there's slapstick going on, even when it's maybe going too far, something that taps yeah. into a feeling of extreme discomfort. Beautifully put. And I, and I absolutely agree. Extreme discomfort is a big part mm-hmm. and parcel of, of, of that Evil Dead brand, definitely. It's it's finding a little... It, it goes up to 11, you know what I mean? In that spinal tap vein, mm-hmm. it's finding that little fucking extra gear that you didn't know was there. Yeah. Uh, and in one way or another, I th- do you know what? I think you've, you've, you've done a, a good job in quantifying a little bit of what that means. Every single episode, whether it's, you know, skeletons pratfalling and, and fucking making jokes before they blow up, or whether it's jabbing a fucking pencil into someone's Achilles tendon, it's always that little spot that when you thought it was spent, when you thought there was nothing mm-hmm. left to give, the evil dead just keeps fucking mm-hmm. coming at mm-hmm. you. Mm-hmm. There we go. I think that's the vibe. Um, and I... I just again, just to, to go back into the history of, of, of our relationship, uh, Doctor Dean and I have known one another for I, oh god, I it's decades now. Don't even say. go there. It's at least yeah, it's over twenty years, isn't it? Probably getting close to thirty years. Yeah, I, I, yeah, it's 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 definitely in the twenties now, and we've enjoyed Evil Dead across a load of mm-hmm. different formats mm-hmm. because it, you know, let's let's keep in mind this isn't just a movie series. Evil Dead exists in print. It exists in TV. It exists in video games. Yep, yep. Uh, and I have vivid memories of playing a, quite an early Evil Dead video game with you. PS1 or PS2? Many, many late. Ah, man, it might even have been Hail PS1. Hail to the King, I think, was, was it called? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Really, <laughs> uh, just... the. But, I, I don't know if, if I'm looking back at this with rose-tinted glasses, but 
was it the fact that it was an Evil Dead game that kept us fucking gripped on until the early hours of the morning, just finishing it in a few, just well, yeah, one or two and I, sittings? And, and, and I have to add, I wasn't even playing the game. So um, uh, Marco is actually good at playing computer games. I'm, I'm, I'm pretty passe. And so no, I, I spent hours watching you play that computer game. I stayed up till five in the morning just to watch someone else play that computer game. And we were so, mm. so into it. Every now and then there'd be a moment yeah. where you'd be going up against some deadites. And I remember that you'd run out of petrol. You have to collect petrol for your, uh, for yeah. your chainsaw. And, yes, and I, I was like that. the monkey boy. Because you had to rest your fingers in your eyes because you'd been playing for <laughs> seven hours straight. So you'd pass me the control. I was trusted to run back to find where the petrol was and to kind of re-up. And then <laughs> get you back... <laughs> <laughs> to do to do all the killing, yeah, absolutely, and I, I I'm sure I remember that it being a gripping finale when you were just so close to the ash ash was so close like, to being dead, nearly no fuel, and then you finally finally did it, yeah, it was yeah, it was a great yep. game, great game, yeah, it was. I remember that vividly, very vividly. Um, just uh, as regular listeners of the cast will mm-hmm. know, right? I've I've got a kind of a almost like a quality check in uh, quality checking system for dialogue and a screenplay in a movie right and i i will often think to myself right could this could this movie also have the uh, the same impact the same effect if you reproduced it on stage right and there there are certain films which i think do that have you seen lock uh movie with um what's his fucking name tom hardy mm-hmm. uh in a car on his own doing a Welsh accent. Oh my accent. God, yeah, yeah, I have. You've seen yeah, that? And he's every that's every, every now and then he like... addresses himself through through the, or his dad or something, through the um, rear view mirror. Yeah, yeah, I've seen that. Exactly yeah. that, exactly that. Um, there's a, 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 I think it's about six, seven years old, a horror movie called Pontypool. Yeah, uh, yeah. That takes place, yeah, you go, the one that takes place at a radio mm-hmm. station. Mm-hmm. Again, movies like that that I think, ah, oh, you could just lift and shift this and drop it on stage and it would still have that impact see you went one step further and you actually did it you absolute mad bastard you actually did a fucking stage production of evil dead talk to us if you would about the kind of choices you made and the genesis of that the evolution of that and how it ended up on stage gosh yeah that was just because we're going back we're going back back, um over over 10 years and it was when i think of all the plays i've directed it was probably the finest thing I've ever, ever created. And, wow. and you know, I normally direct, like, I direct a lot of Shakespeare and stuff. But mm. I could see, though, you know, if you look, at, you look at King Lear, you've got someone taking eyes out with a spoon. You look at, um, uh, yeah, yeah. You, you, you look at Titus Andronicus and you've got hands being chopped off and people being baked in pies. So I kind of, it, for some reason, when I was thinking, I thought, this is, yeah, let's really get this gore on stage. And I was really, really lucky um, I work with uh, a guy called Geraint Darcy, and he is just mm. a stage designer extraordinaire. And he said, we, I, I kind of put it forward to him as an idea, expecting him to go, yeah, well, you can't do it, so, so please stop thinking about it. Um, and yeah. he just went, yeah, 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 yeah. Great yeah, idea, yeah. but no. Yeah, brilliant, do it, do it. And he, wow. that was where it all came together. He said, what we do is we build the cabin, and the cabin is essentially just a box of magic tricks. So we can do mm. all of the horror that you want to do and we just approach it a bit like it's a magic show. So there's silhouettes, there's um, trap doors, there's like a trick thing that we have with the fireplace so that when someone crawls away and puts their head in the fireplace, you can have the gunshot go off and then you flick this 
kind of canvas sheet behind it and bits of their head fly wow. into the stage and into the wow. audience and really stuff nice. like that. So that was really, you know, that it, once I knew it was possible and we just approached it like it was a magic show, we were away. And I think probably, um, and I'll send you a picture of this and you could put it on your, um, uh, you can put it with oh, this. Yeah, and, it, and, and it's, the, the big challenge that we had was oh, Henrietta coming out of the cellar. Yeah, sure, yeah. sure, sure. And I thought, well, there's no way we can do that, but I really didn't want to cut it. And what it ended up being is just this kind of huge semi-human puppet that someone someone got inside and controlled the bottom of with this, I don't know, nine-foot neck that, that, wow. that the other actors on stage put their hand into the head and just pretended like it was coming at them until someone else nice. took the puppet and controlled it. it just, yeah, just beautiful, beautiful stuff. Because that's all they're doing in the fucking Lion King, isn't it? You know what I mean? Or in War Horse. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's you, exactly you've got it. The puppeteers, you've got the puppeteers right there, plainly visible on stage. But, you, you know, your body kind of, your, your mind tunes them out, don't well, you? You focus you on... You didn't have the, the... The puppeteer was inside the costume. So it was, it, right, it's right, more right, right, like right. the actors became the puppeteers, if that makes sense. Yeah. So they kind of took it and, and were like making the head gnash and move towards it and stuff like that. It was just so much, so much fun. And the other thing that I yeah. should met the other thing I remember was that we did the, the the night we opened. I think we'd sold something like I don't know, ten tickets. So, oh <laughs> God, <laughs> full full theatre, <laughs> loads look. of seats, um, and just oh God, this is going to be awful. And then some 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 from nowhere, because where we were putting the show on was opposite two big student halls of residence. The word yeah. just went round, and suddenly just this sea of people came in. We had to bring extra seats in. It was suddenly absolutely, wow. absolutely packed out and everyone was in the spirit of it um, and, 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 and enjoying it. It was great. And the other thing I mentioned is we had um, the chainsaw was obviously important, but we just built this yeah. pretend chainsaw out of a milk carton and some cardboard. <laughs> <laughs> but we had this we had this incredible um, musical machine called called a Benamin, which is like a theremin, but it's got loads of sensors yeah. and the sound designer loaded up the sounds of like um uh what they call like a, a a motorcycle and I think I'm gonna call it an anvil grinder. And so he just yeah. played the sound the sound effect live in a sense, kind of played it live to match the movements of the actor. So it just seemed really, really real as he revved it up and moved it around and things. Yeah, it was, um, God, yeah, I, sh I, I would love to, to redo it one day. It was the most fun, I think, I've ever had wow. directing some. One thing I remember as being super cool from that performance was uh, the S-Mart receipt in the, in the, the kind of the program. Yeah. I, I remember being really charmed by that. I thought, oh, that's a, that's a really nice. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Kind yeah. of expanding yeah. the world, yeah. really yeah. nice. Talk to us about that. Um, is that the? Is is that to do with the program itself? Exactly, exactly. So when you get given a program on the way in, rather than it being like a conventional pamphlet. Yeah, it was a it was a, it was a it was comic a, book. Is it? Yeah, is that we were talking? Yeah, yeah. it's a comic book that we put together. Yeah. And so what it what it kind of did was gave the preamble to the story. And this was before, I think someone had to actually draw this. I don't think they could even quite Photoshop it. So it was just a nice sort of comic book introduction to them, get, mm. to them getting ready and going to the actual, going to the, the, the cabin in the woods. Mm. 
Yeah, beautiful. And it, a, a, an insert into the comic, you had, uh, you'd mocked up like a till receipt had from we? S-Mark. Had we? I, oh, right. Yeah, oh, yeah, right. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah, gosh, I remember that. Which I, I remember being thoroughly charmed by. Really nice. Um, of of all of the the kind of the tonal shifts mm-hmm. within Evil Dead, right? The slapstick, yeah. the kind of the grungy horror of that first one, which which I've, I've been watching them bit by bit over the past kind of uh-huh. few months in uh-huh. readiness for Evil Dead Rise. You know, the the stop motion fucking trip <laughs> at, at the end of the first one. Um, all of that crazy kind of gonzo insanity of the comedy in the second one, the slapstick of the third. Which which kind of flavour of Evil Dead do you respond most to? When when what's what's the quintessential Evil Dead experience to you? What do you love most about it? Which bit speaks to you? Uh, yeah, it is. I think it it is in part the slapstick, but and but it's so mm. much to do with with Bruce Campbell as Ash, and and mm. and it's when he really loses it. So it's. As you yeah. say, the, the the stop motion bit where the um, the the is it a moose on the wall or a deer on the wall? The the, the head. Uh, it's a moose. moose. Yeah, the yeah, moose yeah. starts laughing, and the I just made moose and the, horns. My and head. the clock starts yeah. laughing, and then he starts yeah. going up and down, going ah, and laughing along with them. <laughs> uh, yeah, all of those bits when he's when he gets really angry when he's chopped his own hand off and he's having a little yeah. mini battle with his own hand. The, those bits, yeah. the, the the kind of the moments where Ash completely trips out, not not in becoming yeah. evil, but just responds to the insanity of everything that's going yeah. on around him. That's the bit that really, yeah, that's the bit that totally chimes with me. I think that's the bit that I find Did... playing out in my own life. I think, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> uh, yeah, the the only way to combat that is to go even yeah, more. Yeah, mental. you want to do crazy? We'll do crazy. It's that. It's that. Let's that, get nuts. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Did, did we ever watch the the director's commentary together? Did we ever watch the 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 voiceover yeah, from Sam? Yeah, and, yeah, because I think that's where you learn that like Sam Raimi's brother is Henrietta and stuff like that. Yeah, I think we did. Yeah, don't test me on and it. Points out that. Bit. No, 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 certainly not. Um, but the the bit that you're talking about there, where he's kind of flipping himself over in the kitchen and smashing. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah yes, yes, yeah, yeah. So good. Um, <laughs> if you if you've got Evil Dead Two on disc. And it comes with the director's commentary. If you listen to no other bit, just listen to the 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 you know the filmmakers watching Bruce Campbell doing that bit, because there's there's like two or three seconds of silence. But then when he does that first flip, they just all spontaneously burst into applause and laughter, and it's it's the most good natured kind of appreciation yeah, of, of what sure. that bit represents I've ever seen. It's fantastic. Um, what did you make of what did you make of the remake? I mean, I yeah, I, it didn't have any of those. It didn't have any slapstick in it. It didn't have mm. any comedy in it, apart from the moments that if you are an avid Evil Dead fan, that you get a little line or a little reference and get to do that sort of knowing. Oh, I get that. Yeah, that, that's that's really yeah. Um, and I did like it. I did like it. And I'm, I'm I, but I know that you really, really liked it. I do. I I super rigged it. I think it's it's a. Uh, uh, alongside two it's it's as as good as evil dead has ever been i fucking love it it's a brilliant film i i think uh, i think it could, I, w- w- this is the thing that struck me um mm. is uh, is the there is can i can i speak spoilers now so you can kind of hit a warning and i think we're gonna have to yeah there's yeah, a yeah. moment in the really early on in the elevator going up and Oh, you're talking about the the, the newest the new one this one, week, not the, one the newest one. Right, yeah, um, okay, cool, cool. A moment yeah. where um, you know, the 
Necronomicon has been found and you sort of know that the Evil Dead is coming and it's this is kind of on its way. And there's a moment when mm-hmm. the character that's going to get possessed is in a lift and mm-hmm. things start moving. And mm-hmm. it, it very much is like the Evil Dead 1 tree rape scene because you've got these cables that are moving yeah, around yeah, and yeah, first sure, of all sure, sure. her arms go and then it goes around yeah. her legs. And I was sitting there going, they can't. They can't do yes, that. It's, it's a this isn't gonna. For it suddenly thing. made yeah. me feel really uncomfortable and weird. And like, oh my god, they're not gonna. And they didn't. They do. They do something different with it. But it, it just really, mm. really struck me that actually, in twenty twenty three, you really they, they 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 couldn't do that. So they had they found themselves being, I think, braver in other ways. Yes, does that make sense? Almost, almost queuing it up. Yes, for you, you know, yeah. I mean, almost queuing you up and leading you to expect it and go. No, that, fucking that way. was one of the most was, uncomfortable moments I felt was when it was around her legs. I thought, oh yeah. god, I don't, I don't know what. Which is kind of fascinating that that I don't know how many mm. years on that that made me really go. No, they can't. They wouldn't, and they didn't. So, yeah, I was really glad they. Uh, yeah, I was, I was really glad they didn't. Um, j- just to talk about this, you know, this week's Evil Dead, Evil Dead twenty twenty three, Evil Dead Rise. Um, I, 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 I will always be delighted and overjoyed when a film gives me a physical reaction, yeah, yeah. right? Because as a as a seasoned horror fan, I I kind of I worry sometimes that I'm <laughs> desensitized. Yeah, 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 you know what I mean. I, I I watch beheading videos with my breakfast and just fucking go to work like nothing. Um, but this one, I was delighted to actually find myself feeling viscerally sick. I actually felt ill mm-hmm. at one point. I had to put the popcorn down. Um, it was uh, when the first kid gets gets a dose of 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 you know of the Evil Dead and the fucking goo mm-hmm. is coming out of her mouth and the fucking spread. I was like, oh Jesus, I feel fucking sick <laughs> as fuck. So you know what I mean? That's that's as much that's as big a, a, a kind of commendations I can give to the film. It properly got me. Uh, did you notice the really kind of deft and subtle and clever way that it gave you a little hint as to what might be coming next? Did I? Only because it's done really well in the box office, right? Apparently, it's done. It's it's made its budget back already, and and more of them are, are pretty. Much oh, as in as in what? Yeah, you're talking about its sequel, or you mean? Oh, yeah, no, yeah. No, I, I didn't I, get that. I didn't get that. I definitely detected it setting something up, right? Um, when they're playing the the record and you can hear this priest talking and he mentions three books. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So that's this one. Mm-hmm. That's Ash's OG Necronomicon and the one from the 2013. That, 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 that to me was the first time the series has acknowledged that there are different stories going on uh, in different places. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which I thought was super cool. Super fucking cool. Uh, what would you do next? So you've got the keys to the Evil Dead franchise, right? right? You've got a budget. You've got the keys. What do you do now? Oh, that's a, yeah. That's uh, I, I would I would I would want for me. I really need Bruce Campbell. I just really need Ash. Yeah. I can't. I I find yeah. it difficult without 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 um, without seeing seeing his face. But at the same time, I get a sense that actually. Uh, he's kind of he will always bring that B movie actor. What was the name of his biography Completely. again? If Chins, oh, he's if done Chins a few. could the, kill. If Chins, yeah, if Chins could kill. I think he's also done one called Make Love the Bruce right, Campbell Way. Right, right. Which so is, he's always going to bring. Know, so my, I, I wonder whether or not there is a resistance to kind of bringing to to even 
returning to that that, that old evil dead yeah. formula because this is a reinvention and they want it to be yeah. viewed by new audiences there's enough there for the older audiences that remember the kind of all all the films so i i don't i you know i really don't know where i where i'd go with it i'd probably where i'd go um, with it i'll say would suddenly be an absolute flop and no one would go and see it and probably only the three people and your listeners would go, hey, that was awesome. <laughs> Spun yeah, all the goodwill yeah. up against the you wall. You do a thing, don't you? You you do like a, a viewing of a, a watch-together film of like some really bad horror films. I'd make... We do watch-alongs? I'd yeah. make one that would be that would be worthy of that, I think. <laughs> uh, see, I, I'm, I, I'm somebody who gets a lot of pleasure out of kind of head cannon mm-hmm, out of mm-hmm. kind of making up my own little backstory for bits. You know, like you, you turned to me and whispered at the end when the, the kind of the names <laughs> of the producers and whatever was oh, coming yeah. up next to drawings in the book. I like to think that they're drawings <laughs> of the people that are the names. <laughs> I, I do similar bits, right? And I think you can explain that tonal difference with the three book thing, right? Uh, okay. One of the books, one of the books will call up kind of, uh, prankster dead right, right, right. One of the books right. will call up, you know, the type who will who will fucking possess mm-hmm, your mm-hmm. hand and who will have you, you know, popping eyes out and fucking chawing, sawing your girlfriend's head in a vice. One book will give you that kind of deadite. The other book will give you absolute hardcore horror bastard mm-hmm, deadites that will mm-hmm. shoot you in the face with a nail gun. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then you've got another book maybe that will that will fuck with your family. You know what I mean? You've got a, a really evil dead kind of type. That's my head canon for this now. And I think it's all there. What I would do, obviously you wanted, you're dying to know. Um, <laughs> yes, that was my next I, question. <laughs> <laughs> I, would, I would flesh that out. That would be my concept. There are three Necronomicons and they'll each give you a different flavor of fucking demon bastard. Mm-hmm. I'd have... An, uh, an OG sequel next. I'd get Bruce Campbell back for an OG sequel next. And then the one after that would be the crossover. And you'd have all three fucking stories colliding. So, because in a way, the one that we, the, the one, the newest one is, is kind of a fuck with your family because it's all about family, yes. isn't it? And take, you know, so you've, yes. you've got that and it's pretty hardcore and uh they're they're going after you and trying to kill you. That but there's none of the comedy. So what would that third? What what's yeah. the third option then? What's the third book? <sighs> you you would have to be really. You'd have to lean into that that kind of device. That depending on which Necronomicon you read from. Mm-hmm. So maybe you know you follow one third of the film is following Ash. One third of the film is following Mia having a horrible time with her Necronomicon demons. Ash is having fucking, you know, Three Stooges slapstick yeah. horror with his. So what is the other, is and the other horror, is the other Necronomicon another kind of horror film? Another, you know, a subgenre. Yeah. So you've got the kind of, yeah. yeah. So what would that be? What, exactly. what have they not but done the, yet? Uh, hmm. Well, what they haven't done is, is tied it all together. What they haven't done is fucking brought them all into one one kind of it would be a hell of a of, of a trick to pull it yeah. off to have one film with three different genres going on at once yeah. but if any franchise can do it i think i think evil dead could do it that's my idea and i like your i like your idea and 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 i'd go with your idea over the idea which i think the studio will probably go with and that is yeah. the fact spoiler alert that one of the survivors was pregnant. I imagine there's going to yeah. be a dead-eyed baby. Oh, yeah. I, I, I think that's probably that. where they're going to go with it. Yeah, because the last two, the last two Evil Dead films have been proper balls to the wall, super 
fucking extreme horror. And they've both really, really critically acclaimed. They've both made loads mm-hmm. of money. I can't see any studio head going, hey, do you know what? <laughs> <laughs> let's, uh, let's, let's just set fire to all of that cash yeah. and make a, a weird fucking zombie comedy. Uh, <laughs> zombie with babies in it that, uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Ah, fuck. But but uh, again, you know, I it's kind of a Joag trope of me. Pretty much whenever I see a good horror film, saying something along the lines of, "Oh well, that that would make a good template for a new Nightmare on Elm Street." Um, but I think Evil Dead, uh, this rewatch that I've been doing over the past couple of months and seeing Evil Dead Rise this past week, it's it's definitely mm. elevated it at least alongside. And like Elm Street now is my favourite franchise. And there are, I mean, that's the other thing about the new film that that I did, I did really enjoy, and that is yeah. all of the little references. Either they're just visual, they or they're yeah. said out loud. Two other kind of classic yeah. horrors. So there is a there is a reference to to the Freddy films um, and the line. Oh, uh, I didn't spot that. Did. I didn't get that. Um, no. Neighbor knocks on the door and says, "Do you want to come around and watch?" Um, we're watching all the Freddy films, even the bad ones. <laughs> yes, and one of them goes, of "There course. are no bad ones. There are no bad ones um, yet." <laughs> and, I, and I even, I, I even that. thought that there are there are a few shots. Um, there was a shot where there's a bath running, and you kind of see the mm. water level, and that reminds me of the shot where. I think Nightmare on Elm Street 1, where the glove kind of comes out. Yeah, the glove's coming out the bathtub. Um, yeah, good there's a really Jacob's good Ladder reference where they go to get ice to cool the bath down. Um, yeah, yeah. And then, of course, the one I leaned over to you was when, they, when the they're going shot. down in the lift and I can go, shining, it's the shining shot. And I'm sure there yeah. were even more of those when you were, so it's kind of worth a, a rewatch, I'd say, to pick up on those real classic little references oh, that slip in there. I'm already clearing space for it on my Blu-ray shelf, you know what I mean? But that that shining shot was pretty shameless. I thought. Oh that yeah, was, but shameless was... is good. Maybe that's the <laughs> thing that sums up the ethos of the Evil Dead films: just shameless, just shameless. We, yeah. we'll, we'll do we'll do what we like when we like to do it. Yeah, I, I, the only kind of I can't you can't even compare it to any other franchises. I don't think there's anything else like it, really. Is there? Um, no, I don't think so. Not not in terms of its longevity and the different ways mm. in which it's become manifest but but also the fact that i mean the way in which the first one was created one of those classic films that you just got your friends together in a camera and said what i'm gonna make this film it's gonna be off the wall yeah yeah which you know i mean (laughs) just thinking back to our history of Mm -hmm. i mean we've performed together in in kind of (laughs) dribs and drabs haven't we we've shared we've we've shared we've been in shakespeare together marco <laughs> right, we have. Uh, one of us, you know, one of us was even good at it. Uh, but I, I, did you ever finish off that? Was was it for you? Was it for a course you were doing, or was it simply recreational fucking movie making? That that piece that you did with me and what was her name, Laura Barbie? No, but I still have the video somewhere. Basically, I've got a video of Marco where I made a a, a kind of lycra bodysuit. I covered it in, in arrows <laughs> so it made it look like it was a convict thing. And then just got him to... Literally sellotape arrows. Just got him to run up and down this place called Constitution Hill in Aberystwyth and filmed him. Never used it for anything, but I've got a good... No. Good half an hour of footage of you running up and down a hill and falling over and hiding behind edges and... Yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah, I remember peeking out of a thicket. Yes. <laughs> just Mark, do that again. Uh, All right. I'll, um, I'll, I'll, I'll take that. V- I'll take that VHS up. It was for a film about like a jailbreak and stuff like that. And then I just um, I can't remember. Got complicated. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's uh, yeah. That that definitely sums up the kind of the the times they were when when you and I lived together. Yeah. Um. Have you? Has has that love of the franchise? Has that kind of that um that that essence of the franchise seeped into any other area of your work? Because I know audio is a massive part of Evil Dead. The sound yeah. design is a massive part of Evil Dead. Your the bit you were talking about with the cabin and the moose. You know, there's this crazy fucking two or three minute sequence of just a zooming noise, and <laughs> yes. they're following that around with their eyes throughout the cabin yeah, yeah. while this this sound pings around the place. Did that have any? kind of bearing on the because a lot oh, of what yeah, you do is sure. audio based yeah yeah it? yeah no i mean that, that's yeah that was where i got the the person that i collaborate it's funny the person i collaborated with and did the sound that did the the chainsaw and everything like that we ended up mm-hmm. we ended up writing about it and and publishing our our approach to what we we came up with the expression what was it live digital foley we coined that and i um, mean ended up traveling to Milan for a conference to talk about our clever ideas and, uh, and approaches and, and how we do it in other new projects, like a kind of reimagining of Fritz Lang's Metropolis and stuff like that. So it was, it was a really seminal moment for me anyway, in terms of realizing what could be done with sound, particularly using live, live sound in a theatrical context to make everything mm-hmm. seem much realer. Cause you know, yeah. if you were to really look at what we did in the stage production, it was um, it was like pantomime in a, in, in a way. In the, the magic yeah, yeah, wasn't yeah. particularly um, advanced. It's just, yeah. you know, make, analog. Yeah, it's just analog. And so you maybe look at a particular direction and you do something. But sound mm. sells it. Sound can sell everything, you know. The, mm. the creation of a soundscape that makes people feel... Un- uneasy uh the the, the mm. one great thing that i took for that like, you, you'll like this um we did a, a number of years later i did a, a stage version of cronenberg's crash and i was Holy i was shit. just the sound designer for it and i really uh, th- there was a lot of um performers it was you know it was a sort of physical theater experimental piece there were a lot of performers and they would kind of scratch at the the scars on their body was what being was what being talked about while they're performing, and so I got to make. This is how I did this. Um, I got to make my own Freddy glove, so a proper Freddy glove oh. with shards of aluminium on on the fingertips, and then hung up this huge sheet of iron and put a microphone on it. And you know the noise of fingernails on a blackboard. It was it oh, was yeah, like yeah, that, yeah, yeah, but yeah. amplified massively. And so when the performers would scratch at their bodies. I would do the same on this sheet of iron and you could just see everyone in their seats really wanting to leave and just being like they, putting their fingers in their ears and like absolutely freaking out. And, and that, that, it's that kind of thinking that came from working on The Evil Dead and thinking you can really do stuff with sound mm. that makes people deeply, mm. deeply, deeply uneasy. And all these performers are doing are scratching at their own skin. But matched with the sound, sure. and and I was on stage doing it as well. So um, you kind of could look at the sound designer with his Freddy glove on. So that was a that was a nice moment. But yeah, sound is is such an important part of horror, isn't it? Yeah, one zillion percent. I mean, what it sounds the 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 spirit of invention that you took to the the kind of stage yeah. adaptation of Evil Dead 
is it, it sounds to me a lot like the spirit of invention that went into the films. I mean, you talk about the stage just essentially being like a magic yeah, box, yeah. and uh, and again, looking at the additional material uh, on on the Evil Dead Two disc, the cabin itself was built on stilts. Yeah, yeah. You know, the cabin itself was built on a raised kind of stage, so that all of the the kind of the puppetry and all of the fucking you know in exactly the same mm-hmm, way as you've mm-hmm. just described it in the stage. Somebody's backstage with their hand up something. Somebody's wobbling yeah, something else, yeah. um, and. If you really keep an eye out for it in the movie Evil Dead 2, you can, particularly in a 4K release, you can properly see uh, some pretty bad joins. There's <laughs> that, you know, the bit where Ash just busts up a couple of squats, ah, <laughs> and he's doing squats in the middle of the room while the furniture around him is jumping yeah. up and down. I encourage you to look at that particular shot uh, and, like, off to the back of the frame, there's a book and it's just dangling on a bit of string it's, it's either a book or a bin there's a book that's opening really lazily like it's clearly a guy's hand going meh, meh, meh. but there's like a bin on a string and it's just literally just dangling around you know which which you, you you'd miss on a vhs yeah. but on a, on a on a 4k release it's right there loud uh, loud and clear i also remember quite well from the stage did you i, I don't i don't expect you to remember this but you know the eye gag we did when the, the eyeball yeah out. we did the eyeball Yes, you did. And the night that I came to see it, it, it came right for Yeah, me. that was on purpose. And hey, you, you I always were, suspected and you were that. And that was, again, just something really simple in as much as <laughs> we got Henrietta's head trapped in the, in the trap door and then someone is, yeah. is, like, stamping on it. And then we just use the performer to stand in front so you can't actually see anything. No eyeball yeah. comes out and she just pops the eyeball into her mouth. We make a sound effect and she turns around and goes and spits it out and everyone is like oh gross how did they do that yes, well we just painted a ping pong ball and she put it in her mouth while no one was looking it's um yeah there you go uh i i'd i mean how long ago are we talking it's got to be 15 years ago i think it was so. 2009 that that show i think okay like that. and i've i've long suspected that you aimed that idea <laughs> yes purposes. of course of course it's good to have do you that know what i'm thinking about i think about that question of where 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 to go next with the with with whatever film that they follow it up and it just makes me think of the of the army of darkness of of evil dead 3 and just mm. just just the mindset of creating evil dead 1 and it being successful and then doing evil dead 2 and it being even more successful and having all this money and then going Right, we would like to do a third one. What are you going to do? Mm. Hmm, I think I'm going to set it in like medieval England. J- just yeah. the mind-blowingness of yeah. that. I-, I hope they do something well, yeah. as bonkers as that. The entire kind of last 10 minutes of Evil Dead 2. Oh, yeah, you, it's intense, you, you isn't it? simply, it becomes a completely different film. It plays a hand that you mm-hmm, didn't mm-hmm, ever expect. Mm-hmm. It shows you cards you didn't even know it was holding. Fucking great stuff. But uh, is... And this is a broader question, I guess. Is horror too risk averse now to to get you know to take a, a property which is doing really well, like Evil Dead is, is in rude health now, was too really mm-hmm, clit- critically mm-hmm. cl- critically acclaimed. I don't know what that is. Um, two critically acclaimed episodes of a formula that it's established. You know, I, I guess the question is: Are the people who are going to see Evil Dead Rise this week were they even fucking alive? No. No. When Army of Darkness and Evil Dead Two came, no, out. I think I mean horror. I think film is too risk averse, yeah. and probably you know horror is the one arm of film that shouldn't be risk averse because it needs to surprise yes. and shock and to horrify. 
and therefore yes. non-risk averse horror is, is is a little bit insipid. That that said, there's a film that I've not seen yet. That have you seen it? And I want to call it Skinnamarink or something. Oh. What's that? Is that is that yes. the right name? I have seen. Yeah, that's exactly it, mate. And I absolutely guarantee you that Corrigan is having a little chat <laughs> right, with himself. Yeah, right okay. It's it's become a bit of a, a kind of a trope of Jack of all Graves that I I love horror that will take a swing. You know what yeah. I mean? Well, it's like a razor. We'll I heard it's different. like a razor head, but in but for horror. Yeah, it 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 has a lot of that. It has a lot of that vibe. It's artsy. It's very self consciously artsy. Yeah. You know what I mean? You can almost you can almost see the director going, "Oh, this is gonna fucking blow people's <laughs> minds." And it's it's slow. Not a lot happens, but it's vibes horror, right? Just all fucking vibes, dread See, vibes I, all the I way watched the it. trailer and I thought, that looks really good, but I know it will bore mm. the shit out of me. So it was kind of like, well, I was kind of like, oh, yeah. I'm going to be bored, I think. Yeah. Or you're gonna, you you get out of Skinnamarink what you put in. Uh, I, I, I fucking loved it. Corey thought it was dog <laughs> shit, but I absolutely loved it. I'd watch it feel bored then go to bed that mm. night and feel really scared yeah. and, and 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 not quite at ease yeah which really i guess which is, is exactly, exactly the point exactly what happened <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah what have what have been the the kind of since the last time we spoke which which has been a good five mm. years ago but what what has been the horror that has stuck out to you most over the last few years what are the the ones that have really landed oh gosh you'd have to give me a minute to really to to to, to, to think about that do you know sure. no do you know what what really got me and this is not i wrote just to you know, promote myself. I wrote a chapter about the um, I wrote a chapter about the Enfield haunting, and I, it was called like performing possession and the looking at how people perform yeah. and pretend to be possessed, or do they pretend or not? And um, mm. there was a, I think it was a three part Sky series of the Enfield haunting. So it was TV three part series mm. um, horror on TV and I really really yeah that 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 really got me there was some really really wonderful moments in that that kept me that, that kept me guessing I have to say at the moment mm. um my partner she doesn't like horror so I don't right. quite Same I don't here. quite I get that. I know to, that song <laughs> I don't quite get to yeah. so I'll be lying there you know flicking through Netflix and going oh this I've heard good things about no oh, all right like, <laughs> not even the trailer not even the trailer <laughs> just flat out nope uh let me see some of the ones that have really landed for me. Did you did you see Host? That was you recommended that I saw that one, and I haven't watched it yet. That's mm. the Zoom one, isn't it? That is exactly the Zoom one. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know how well it'll perform now. So far yeah. removed yeah. from the because it you know quintessential lockdown film, and it, it uses it, you know it's big on lockdown paranoia. It's mm-hmm, got lockdown mm-hmm, jokes mm-hmm. in it. So I, I, I went fucking head over heels for that yeah. film. I absolutely fucking loved it. But I, I, I'm not sure if, if it's too much a product of its time. Yeah. Very, very clever yeah. and innovative, though. It's, it's really, really shit hot. Uh, kind of does a lot without using much. Any others? Any other top top recommendations? Oh, my goodness. Uh, in a completely different vein, they, uh, a movie called Psycho Gorman. Uh, <laughs> Great name. I guess it's just, Fantastic name, fantastic film. Imagine, let me think, how to fucking sum up Psycho Gorman. Imagine if, uh, you're the band Guar. <laughs> no. Right, okay, scratch that <laughs> reference. It's going to be like a conversation um, I had with my mum. We're just going to go through loads <laughs> and loads of references. I go, no, 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 no. Uh, all right, what about Mighty Morphin Power Rangers? That's a reference yeah, okay. point that everybody yeah, knows. Yeah, yeah Power right. Rangers. Yeah. Imagine an episode of Power Rangers, yeah. uh, 
with just ridiculously inventive gore and monsters and a tale told, uh, you know, uh, reaching back like millions mm. of years and galaxies away on a really limited budget, but with huge amounts of humour and ambition. Oh, right. That's Psycho Gorman. I think you'd really I'll dig it. I'll check that. Really I liked um, uh, Them. Was it Them? By the yeah. guy that did Nope and Get Out. I think he did Them. Oh, yeah. Yeah, where there's kind of doppelgangers that... No? Us. Us, that's it. <laughs> them and us. I get confused. Them, us, nope. Yeah, us. I enjoyed um, us. Yeah. Again, that's got that bit yeah. of humour in there. Um, but a nice kind of twisted story that made me kind of wonder and a good good twist at the end too. So I really enjoyed that mm. one. I can't believe I, I forgot that Elm Street reference. In, <laughs> yeah, shame uh, on you. Evil Dead Rise. Shame Tell on you. Tell me what else you. landed really well for me in Evil Dead Rise was I'm a sucker for a massive title, right? I'm a sucker for huge fonts right. in a film. <laughs> And oh. I thought the the opening title of Evil Dead Rise was fucking brilliant. Yeah. Gets you right by the balls. Yeah, it's a good start. It's a good, it's a good opening. I was still, I still, I think I maybe already. Oh yeah, that's how I was. I, it was. I was waiting to see how the opening connected to the actual film itself. Yeah, and yeah, you yeah, get yeah, that yeah. right at the last moment, don't you? Uh, that's one thing that the the remake had, the 2013 remake had mm. that opening scene. I don't know how well you remember it, but yeah. it has an opening scene which is just. It, could, it just knocks you for six, yeah. man. That guy shooting his daughter in the fucking yeah, head. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, setting her on fire. Brilliant. Um, it was only recently I learned that uh, that opening scene, you've got the, the old woman uh, telling the guy that he's got to burn his daughter, mm-hmm, he's got to mm-hmm. shoot his daughter. She's speaking in, in this kind of weird, arcane, ancient language at the beginning, right? right. But when you put the subtitles on, she's speaking in Welsh. <laughs> she's actually speaking Welsh in the fucking opening of Evil Dead. And... Never knew that, and I've often wondered why. Well, it is a, it is a, it is an ancient language, a demonic tongue. <laughs> do you um, do you get back to Aber at all? Um, not for a long time, but um, hopefully, hopefully soon, we should have a little reunion mm. there. Still, still I, got the house. You know, I'd love. Oh man, yeah. I'd love nothing more. I've taken the kids a couple of times. Me and Laura have been with the boys a few times, uh, and. We've walked through streets where you, you think know, you're gonna, yeah, you think you're happened. gonna bump into the ghost of yourself. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah he's, he's there, mate. Um, there's a, a particular piece of graffiti in Aberystwyth that I did, which is is still there. It's weathered, and uh, you know, it's almost been worn away by wind and weather and rain, but it, you can still really, really vaguely see something I spray painted uh, decades ago. What did you? What did you? What did you spray paint? I bet it was particularly it was dark. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, uh, I went out it one night and made a Donnie Darko stencil. Oh, right. Well, one of them was a pentagram. But I made a little Donnie Darko Frank the Bunny stencil. Nice. Uh, and I went, I got my hoodie on and I went out and I tagged a couple of places. And uh, one of them is still there. Awesome. Still to see. Yeah, fantastic. Mm. Yes, yes. Uh, so, look, this has been a, joy. a fucking yeah, treat. Yeah, for sure. This has been an absolute treat. Seeing you yesterday. Was it yesterday? No, mate, two days ago. That's two days how quick ago, the weekend goes. goes. Uh, it was yeah, just beautiful to have seen you after 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 so long, Dino. And I hope it isn't as long until we uh, our paths cross. Once for sure, more. for sure. And friends, thank you as always for listening. Yeah. Uh, this is. I think this is going to be the last episode of the weird April month of travel. Uh, we have got a fuck ton of content coming your way 
that Cory and I have been recording on our trips to various parts of the UK. We've got every uh, every town and every city that we've visited. We've talked about a local legend or a local kind of paranormal happening. Wow. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. And we've we've shot those all. They're going to go up on the YouTube uh, uh, as soon as uh, the Joag husband Keo edits them for us. Well, um, uh, but well, next um, time that, I speak to you, on. I'll tell you about the legend of the dead hand. Um, of uh, a, a hand that comes out of the marshes and drags people under. It's very evil. What, in yeah, 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 yeah. It's very <sighs> evil dead. Fuck. Do you know, fuck next time. Give us, give us <laughs> no, sketch it out no, for us now. I will, I will, it's, a, it's a long story. And it, interestingly, I have a recording of me um, reciting it in Lincolnshire dialect with accompanied by bagpipes. So um, I'll, send, I'll send you that. You could enjoy that. With your permission, we would, I because we've we've got a subscriber tier, yep. right? And every month, have it. We put extra content on yeah. for the subscribers. I, I think that would be a beautiful, yeah. beautiful I'll thing. I'll forward for us to you that. It is a it is a wonderful story, and you will go, oh my god, there's the Evil Dead in there. Yeah, so a perfect beautiful. way to finish. Absolutely beautiful. All right. Uh, well, friends, if you've seen Evil Dead Rise this week, and I dare say most of you have, please do chip in. Tell us on Twitter. Tell us on Facebook how it landed for you. Uh, but other than that, my thanks to Dr. Robert Dean. A pleasure. And. Uh, Rob, there is one thing that we ask all our listeners to do at the end of every episode. Yes. Stay spooky. Oh. <laughs> Will do. Will do. <laughs>